0: A series over the last little while. That it definitely today, if you don't have the background of it, it's gonna. There's gonna be some stuff you're gonna be like, oh, I don't get that, or I find something's a little bit uh, missing. I would like to encourage you just to go and take a look. We have a, our website, it's KingswayChurch.ca. Just go back there and take a take a look. You'll find some of the messages. A couple weeks ago, uh, Mark Jefferson shared. And he's he shared a message uh, just saying hello, Holy Spirit. You know, opening our eyes to 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 uh, just be aware of Holy Spirits uh, in our lives. Just being aware of that that little space he was talking about. He was aware of that space between him and his wife uh, when, when she was just his girlfriend. And just being consumed with the, the thought of, of how close she was. Same thought here. Being consumed with the thought of how close Holy Spirit is in, in your life. Last week we, we shared some more stuff on that. And we learned a lot about just about who Holy Spirit is. We learned um, that he's a person, that he's not an it. He's the part of God that lives on the inside of you. You've already received Holy Spirit if you've decided to live for Jesus. If you've accepted the free gift of salvation and said, you know what, God, Uh, I can't live life uh, the way I've done it. You know, I've messed it up. My life is a mess. Everything that, that I've tried has gone wrong. That happens because we're not designed to be the ones controlling our lives. We're designed to allow him to do that. And, and live through our lives. And, you know, the great thing today is if, you, if you're here this morning, you don't know Christ. You're sitting here you're like, man, I don't even know. Someone dragged me to church. Like, what is going on here? Uh, there's good news for you. There's, there's a, a, lot of, a lot of people who live with feelings of guilt. They wake up with feelings of guilt or shame or just hopelessness or emptiness. All of those things are, are drawing us to, to a God who loves you, absolutely loves you, who gave his life for you. To say that you could have real life. You could enjoy uh, life the, the way it's meant to be. And that, um, that there's forgiveness of the sin. Sometimes people say, oh, you know, I just feel so terrible for the things I've done. Like, I don't even know if I can go to church or if I can be around God. He wants you to be around Him. He already paid an incredible price 2,000 years ago to forgive that sin. So don't worry about it. He loves you. you and that's where I want to just encourage you today. If you're in that place, you can, you can receive a second chance at life just by saying, God, I'll, I'll repent of the, the way I've done things. I'll turn away from that, and I'll live for you uh, in, instead. And you can receive just uh, a, a freedom, a, 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 I don't know what people call uh, different things, you know, It's a strength, uh, just a second chance at life. And, and I want to encourage you with that this morning. And what you receive at that point is the very Spirit of God coming to live on the inside of you. Sometimes in, in Christian circles, we've had this thing of, you know, you, you come to Christ, but then there's this time where you've got to receive the Holy Spirit, and it's weird and wonky and a little bit crazy, and you know, there, there could be weird things happening to you, um, but you know, the Bible just teaches that you've received the Holy Spirit from the time that you accepted Christ, so Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, but God's desire isn't just that Holy Spirit would live inside of you. His desire is that you would be filled with Him, that your whole life would be uh, led by Him, that walk with him. It would be directed by him. That the things, like last week we were talking about a a bucket of rocks. You know that as you pour water into the bucket, take out the rocks in order for more water to be uh, that's the same same thought with, uh, with Holy Spirit, that as we say, Holy Spirit, would you fill our lives? Other things start coming out. Grant Lamb, I shared last night, he brought the rocks, and he says, it's just a picture for him. He says, I came in, I brought these rocks for you, and he says, and then when I left, I took the rocks, you know, the bucket of rocks with me. He says, I was in the parking lot, and I just, all of a sudden, God just spoke in my life. He says, hey, you're just carrying out all the rocks you just carried in, and some of you today, you're gonna be, you're, you're sitting here, you got rocks in your life, you got things that God's just gonna touch on in, in your heart and say, hey, something like this, where, hey, I'm exciting. And you're like, you know, you can say, hey, my rocks are that God's boring. And I kind of got my bucket of boring rocks. But uh, you can either decide to say today, hey, you know what, God, I'm going to give you those things. I'm going to allow you to come into my life and and do some amazing things in me. And and I'll leave those rocks here. I'm not going to take the bucket home with me. That's a a choice that you have. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18, it it said this. Don't be drunk with wine because that will just ruin your life. But he says on the flip side of that, he says instead be, be intoxicated or be filled, be uh, influenced under the influence of Holy Spirit. And, and he, he contrasts those two because, you know, I think that's a, a, just a really good word this morning because I think people who don't have this understanding of what life with Holy Spirit is like, there's an emptiness there that you think, you know, that, that say run into alcohol or whatever to find that, that, that thrill or that fun or whatever. You'll find that in Holy Spirit. That's the design that, that he had I want to encourage you just from his word to say, hey, I want to be filled with Holy Spirit. We tried last week just to take the fear factor out of it. So if, if it's something you say, oh, it's a little bit easy for me, I, I encourage you to listen to last week's message. We talked about Holy Spirit being a hundred percent involved in certain things in your life. If you want to grow in your walk with God, hundred percent dependent on Holy Spirit for that to happen. If you want to understand the word when you read the Bible, you're like, man, I don't get it. It's Holy Spirit who leads you into truth. He's the one who directs that. You know, say, I really love, you know, when I read about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. I could sure use some of that. Some gentleness, some self control in my life. Holy Spirit's the one who produces that in your life. Without him, you, you don't have that. Without being filled with Holy Spirit, you don't have that fruit in your life. Direction and purpose. Some people say, oh, I don't know what well, I don't know why I'm here or where I'm going. Holy Spirit does that. Victory over sin and temptation. You tired of losing that battle yet? Being filled with Holy Spirit, he says, you know, walk in the Spirit. Be filled with Holy Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Pretty simple keys, and yet sometimes we're so scared of that side of things, of what might happen, that we miss out on all of the great stuff that happens. He fills up the empty feeling on the inside. He helps you to be a a witness, to share the words of truth, or to invite them to a certain event that's going to impact their lives. And it all has to do with Holy Spirit. I want to just, we, we, the reason we got on this, somebody asked me a while back, said, hey, can you help us figure out what our spiritual gifts are? So we did a whole study on the body. We did a whole study on the motivational gifts, you know, how you're wired. You know, if, you were, if, a, if a drunk person were to walk in here today and you looked back, you know, if you were mercy motivated, you'd be like, oh man, I'm so glad you're here and give him a big hug. Somebody else would be like, man, he's soiled himself. You know, that man needs new clothes, you know. Don't, don't be hugging him. Get him some new clothes. And, and the other person would say, don't be hugging him. Don't get him new clothes. That man's got to repent. You know, he, he's got to turn away from that alcohol. And, and what, who's right? You all are. Because God wired you to to minister that way. And those are giftings that God's put in your life that will never change. That's just the way you're wired. But what we're talking about, what a lot of people call spiritual gifts, is what we're going to look at today. And we're not going to get through it all. We're going to look at some. But there's a letter written to a church in Corinth. It was a place in Greece. And and Paul had wrote this letter to them. And actually, part of the whole part of, of the spiritual gifts in there is actually part of a rebuke to this church. So this morning, it's going to be, it's a little different this morning. I'm going to be teaching a little bit more than that, more than uh, uh, storytelling, I guess. I don't know. But I, I hope this morning that, you know, even just as I was on the way to church, I was just praying what Paul prayed for the Ephesian church, that God would just give you the spirit of wisdom and, and, and that your eyes of your understanding would be open this morning. And I just really believe that for you, that today, something will just catch on the inside and be like, oh, I get it. I get it. I've been listening to a guy named Matt Tapley. from a church out in Lake Mount. In Grimsby there and learning some great things there as well. But uh, today I want to share what I believe is for Kingsway, uh, what, what God wants for them and, and for you. In First Corinthians chapter 11, he was talking about, um, he was talking to them. He says, hey, you know what, guys, I really can't praise you in the way that you, that when you guys get together. When you guys get together and do church, he says, you guys do so much damage. You're doing more damage than good. He says, it'd be better if you guys didn't even get together. And they're all like, whoa, really? And First Corinthians 12 right where he carries on here is just follows right after that. In in the original, there was, it was just one big letter. There wasn't any, you know, uh, chapters or verses. It was just one big letter. So when we read from 1 Corinthians 12, we got to think about the fact that he had just told them, hey, honor the body. Honor the people around you. Honor the body of Christ. And, uh, and in that, he goes with this. So now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. So he moves right into talking about spiritual gifts. Last week we learned that the word gifts is not actually in the, uh, the, the original Greek. He's not talking about spiritual gifts like presents He's, uh, that you have or, or these different things. He's talking about spiritual life. Now concerning spiritual life or spirituality, he says, I don't want you guys to, to not get it. I want you to understand what this thing is all about. And so in 1 Corinthians 12, 2, he says, you know that you, that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. He says, you used to be just led around doing dumb things to these dumb idols, he says yeah. and for some of it, it means, you know, they couldn't talk, but somehow these people were led that way. He says, I want to show you a better way. You can be led by the living spirit of, of Jesus, and it says in verse 3, therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one Uh, that can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. He's just clarifying and saying, hey, you know what? What I'm about to tell you, this has got like the stamp of approval of of Holy Spirit uh, and Jesus Christ on it. This is this truth, if you'll grab onto it, can can absolutely revolutionize and change your life. We talked about that too, knowing Holy Spirit, not just knowing about him. You know, you can know about Justin Bieber. You can know about his songs and, you know, his hairstyles and who his girlfriend is. And you can know all that stuff, but that doesn't mean you know him. And you can read through the Word and you can study this stuff and you can learn a whole lot about Holy Spirit, but that doesn't mean that there's this thing of knowing him. And our, our, our heart is that as a church, we would know Jesus and we would reveal him to the world around us because it's, it's who they need. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 to 6 carries on. says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So different gifts, different, and those, that word is gifts. That's talking about the, the, the wirings that you have in your life. He says there's difference of ministries. There's different ways of serving, but it says it's the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, the differences of workings out, the, the things, the effects and events that happen, but it's God who's working all in all. So one of the things he says, I, what I, don't, I don't want you to misunderstand this, he's saying, there are, there's all these different, you're all wired differently to be ministers, but it's God who put it in you, it's God who's doing it in you, and it's for his glory. So don't, don't miss that. There's a whole lot of God in this, and, and not quite as much of us in this. It's about him. Then he says this in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, but... Every time there's a but in the Bible, it means we're changing, we're contrasting one thought to the next. So first he said, hey, there's all these differences of gifts and ministries and services, things that are all hardwired into you, and now he says there's a different thing. He says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every believer for the profit of all, but the manifestation, manifestation, that word is not gifts, It's phanerosis. It's actually not not like at Halloween. Uh, The word phanerosis is where we get the word phantom from. You know when you see a ghost or you think you saw a ghost? If you see a ghost in a house, what would you say that house is? Haunted. Why? Because you saw something that says, hey, this place is a, something's happening in that house. Because we saw like a a phantom, a ghost, that, that type of thought. This same thing is saying, hey, when you see these things happening, it's just an evidence that Holy Spirit is working. It's evidence that he's doing something. Uh, and, and so as, as he's talking about this, he says it's given to everyone, to every believer. You can't have these manifestations happening in your life unless you're a believer in Jesus. Unless you're filled with Holy Spirit, it doesn't happen. And it says it's for the profit of all. It's to help carry or help contribute to the greater uh, group. It's not one of those things where you say, hey, you know, this is, this is all about me. I've got, this, uh, I've got this idea and this understanding and I can do these cool things. You should see the gifts that happen in my life. Woo! Come, come and see me. And guess what happens? That's what happens oftentimes. You see big ministries happen because there's a, a, a manifestation of Holy Spirit that happens. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's all about the man. His design was never to be that way. His design was that it would be for the profit of everyone. You know, I was saying too, if we had one, let's say we got, I don't know who the biggest guy is here, but we'll just, we'll just say it's Bob DeVries because he's not here. So Bob DeVries, if we got him, you all know he's a big hefty guy. We put him down here on the ground and we said, hey, uh, Kendra Case, why don't you come up here and lift him up? Kendra, show the pipes. Yeah, see? So, oh, they're, they're pretty good. Um, but we know that she's not picking up Bob DeVries. There's just no way that's happening. But if, if we had Kendra and we said, hey, all right, Kendra, and every other person here that's under 12, come on up here, and, and I want you to just, I want you to use one finger. So 20 of them line around and put one finger under Bob DeVries and say, hey, pick him up. Guess what? They'd pick him up just like that. I'd show you, but uh, I think Bob DeVries is not here. So, uh... But it happens that this one little bit actually does this great strength and this great thing. And it's the same thing he, he's saying here. That one little part, but all contributing together, causes these great things to happen. And it's not for, for the profit of the person. It's for serving other people. It's, it, it, you ever had something that you used for the wrong purpose? You know, you, you thought, hey, I use baking soda instead of baking powder. It's for, it's the, for those who don't bake. Well, it, some interest. Some interesting things I read about this, uh, this last little while. That in September, there was a, a place in New York City. There was this woman who, who had a, a vase that she used as a doorstop in her house. And some, this guy came over. He's like, hey, that's a pretty cool doorstop. She's like, yeah, it's been in my family for like years and years, generations. And he's like, do you know where that may be from? He's like, no, I don't know. She, he said, I want to take it somewhere. I want to get it checked out. So he took the vase somewhere. It was from the Ming Dynasty, a Chinese dynasty. The vase was worth $1.3 million dollars. Kind of using it for the wrong purpose, right? You sell that and you move out of, uh, you know, downtown New York. That's what that, that's the purpose of that. But, exactly. Well, yeah, pretty much. But then uh, I was also seeing there's a video going around online where there's this, this person in a wheelchair and they've got like a, a lawnmower, self-propelled lawnmower. Maybe you've seen it. Just Google lawnmower wheelchair grandma and you can watch it. It's pretty awesome. But there's this wheelchair at the at stoplight and there's holding the lawnmower and you see the light turn and he revs up the... Um, Uh, the the throttle on the lawnmower and pushes the handle and the lawnmower starts pulling the wheelchair across the intersection and down the sidewalk past people. You know, blades going the whole bit. You're like, you use that for that purpose? That's not what a lawnmower is for. That's going to chop up your neighbors, you know, as you're going down the sidewalk. It's going to hurt somebody. Same thing here. You use what you think the the gifts or manifestations for the wrong purpose. You allow them to get into your head uh, and those kind of things. It's going to hurt somebody. Probably you. So that's why he's saying, I don't want you to be ignorant of these things. I want you to understand these things. But the whole purpose, he said it to all that, and the reason we say all that is because we want these things to happen. It's not to say, hey, we don't want to see this. We want these things. And there's, I believe, you know, even in my own life, I had to say that there's been a fear of this in my own life that God's been working on with me. That was, I would say, is probably hindering us as a church from moving into some of these things and seeing some of these things happening in our lives. And he's worked in great things in me saying, you know what? If God's going to do something, if he's the one doing it, who are we to say or to be afraid of it? Because it can be absolutely incredible, incredible for for, uh, for sharing the gospel for all of these different things. So I wanted to um, share some of those uh, thoughts because in 1 Corinthians fourteen twelve it says, even so, Corinthian church still, you're so zealous for spiritual life. Let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to be excited about it. He says, if you're going to be excited about manifestations and gifts, understand that, it's, that your passion is that it's going to be to benefit those around you, not just you. He's always bringing it back to the body. Sometimes it can get to that place where it's, you get so much about the gifts or the whatever that people become so spiritually minded, they're no earthly Good. And he's saying, hey, I don't want to be like that. As a church, we believe in being spirit contemporary. We want all of Holy Spirit, but in a relevant way that's going to reach out to people around us just like it did, and just like he did then. things things all fueled by love. It talks about in 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 12, as we just were carrying on there, I want you to skip over the gifts for a second. Just go to verse 11. It says, But one in the same spirit works all these things. He distributes to each one as he wills. And uh, that's one of the thoughts when you talk about this stuff that we're going to look at it's not stuff you say hey you know i'm going to decide what i'm going to have and when i'm going to have it It says holy spirit decides that it's kind of like christmas this week uh two weeks ago we went and had to buy a new vacuum cleaner and we got like the top of the line this thing pulls you around the house it was pretty amazing it was excellent from max back shop you want a vacuum that sucks go to matt all right it's in caledonia so um But we're there, and all of a sudden as we leave, he's like, where are you guys going? We're going to Hamilton. He's like, oh, hey, wait, hold on a second. I got something for the kids. He's also the distributor of the Sears Christmas wish list books. So... Yeah, so my kids each got two, you know, the, the one and the one with everything in it, and then just the kid version with like 500 toys of whatever. So, and that was their reading, and I'm thinking, oh, that's great, that's great, and you can throw them in the back, here, kids, read this, and all the way to Hamilton and back, it's like, oh, Dad, there's a real sewing machine in here, you know, I want this real sewing machine, and then, and circling it, and, and Lincoln's like, oh, lightning bequeen, Dad, there's lightning McQueen, everything in here, circling the pages, and like, they're deciding this is what they want. Want. And uh, it, it, it was the same, it's the same thing here. Paul says, desire all those gifts. Desire all those manifestations. Desire that stuff. But guess who gets to choose what they get at Christmas? Me. Same, same thought there. It says, desire it. Want those things. But he's going to be the one who decides. And it is in that being desiring for it that you're open to it. And that those kind of things happen in your life. And he gets to choose. You know, Jesus operated in all of them. He operated in all of these things, and yet, as his body, guaranteed, what's going to happen, you're going to feel like, man, I need one of those things to happen in my life, and God's going to give it to someone else. I promise you. Why? Because he wants you to find it in the body. He wants you to discern it in the body, because his whole thing is about this body. It's not like you can go be a hermit somewhere and feel like, hey, I got a direct line to God. Just get everything I need from him. He wants his body to function together. So he's going to put something that may happen through Barry's life that was for someone else. For Brian this morning, you can tell. Brian's exciting, right? He's excited about God. He's sitting in the front row. I mean, like it doesn't get more exciting than that. So the word that, the word, the word that's, that God put in, in, in Brian's heart was probably for somebody else here, right? That's how it works. That's how, and he designed it to happen that way. Thank you. for doing that Brian I need that that's good Uh, but sometimes we miss we miss these things because we're looking for this cosmic event we think oh it can only happen if you know I I was in the spirit on the Lord's day you know and there I there I was I I sunk into a trance I don't know if I was in my body or if I wasn't there was spine tingling everything and then all of a sudden I felt I had a word that said I'm exciting tell somebody I'm exciting It, it didn't happen like it did happen like that didn't didn't happen like that it was it was just a it was just a picture that happened right but a lot of times we miss those things happening because we think they're going to be this mega event but God's design was that they would just happen regularly in your life so that they could be a blessing to other people and be a blessing uh to you as well and we know that the church it's, it's not here it's not this this group in this building even though this is church it's wherever you are when you're at Tim Hortons with two people is it church Yeah, because we're two or more gathered in his name. He's there. If you're believers, that's church. These things can happen there. We're not going to have a lot of time for this. All right. Let's get to it. Enough delay. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I will let you go on time. No worries. But track with me here. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 10. It says this. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gift of healings by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles. Uh, to another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. And, and that's just different languages. And to the third, the last one says, to another, the interpretation of those languages. And we're going to look at a whole bunch of those. But today I want to look at Word of Wisdom. Word of Wisdom. That God could do something in your life. It's not talking about just Wisdom. The Bible says, hey, as as Christians, you should be living your life with making wisdom decisions. Making wise decisions. And wisdom is just the right use of knowledge. Proverbs said, wisdom is what builds your house. Not faith. Not, oh dear Lord, I pray you're going to pay my gas bill today. You know, please, oh dear Lord, I have faith that you're going to pay my gas bill. When you went out and bought lottery tickets with all the money, you should have saved for that. That's not wisdom. He's saying, hey, wisdom says, pay your gas bill and then you know save the rest <laughs> you know that's that's wisdom speaking but a lot of times we say you know we we don't make those decisions with wisdom wisdom's the right use of knowledge but this this is something totally different. This is like a supernatural word of wisdom for a specific situation that, that happens. You know, I remember back in, in the day when we were uh, in Sweets Corners, we were sitting around our board meetings month after month, and you think at the board meetings, there should be some spiritual people there, you know, people who like pray and ask God for stuff, and we're like, hey, what are we, and they are, I'm just saying, but we're, uh, we're sitting there, if you were on that board, I'm just like, okay, so we're, um, we're sitting there, we're praying about this stuff, and we don't, we, we're, we're like planting a new church, We've never done this before. We don't know what to do uh, as far as who's going to kind of run the the operations here while the other church is over there. And it was like, it was was confusing. We just didn't know. And we prayed and we were praying and and nobody had any really great ideas. So all of a sudden there was this one guy who came in to visit with us and he was sitting there. He says, hey, you know what? I think you guys should start like a, a steering committee. We're like, a steering committee? What's that? And, and as, as he began to explain what steering committee it was, like the lights just went on around the table, and everybody was like, whoa, that is exactly what we need to do. And it was just this one moment for that one situation that actually was uh, just a word of wisdom for that time. And it was, it was such a great uh, thing. It's, it's why we're here today. I think we may have like, just, who knows what would have happened if it hadn't been for that timely word. It says, you know, that there was words of wisdom in the book of Acts. Peter and John, he says in Acts chapter uh, 4, they were preaching about Jesus and people didn't like it. So they arrested them. And uh, they, they, they were going to put them on trial. And they're like, oh, we don't know what to say. But uh, Jesus had warned them about this. He said when they were together, he says, hey, you know, guys, when you get arrested, don't even plan what you're going to say. Just when you stand before those men, just the Holy Spirit is going to give you the words to say. So they're like, hey, yeah, man, you think that's what's happening? Yeah, yeah, we just got arrested. So, you know, let's, let's see what we should, um, what we should say or, or not say. And they just waited. And then it says in Acts, I just want to read the, uh, it says in Acts chapter 4, it says in verse 8, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. It's interesting that it makes that note. He's filled with Holy Spirit. It says, because he's filled with Holy Spirit, uh, he, he begins talking to them. He says, rulers and elders of our people, we're being questioned today because we've done a, deed, a good deed for a crippled man. You know why they're put in jail? Because they healed somebody. <laughs> you know, that, that, I don't know. That's, that's a pretty, pretty amazing thing. God had already done one manifestation of the Spirit through their lives, and now they're, they're on trial for that. And it says, do you want to know how he was healed? Well, let me clearly tell you and all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man that you guys crucified. That's what's happened. So Peter Elfson is bold and he's talking about this stuff. And it says, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. He begins quoting scriptures. And what does it say about these these people who put him on trial? The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of these guys, Peter and John, but it's also they realized these guys had not been trained in spiritual things. They had not been trained in, in, in Bible things. They hadn't been to Bible school. They hadn't done anything like that. What was it? A word of wisdom just came at that spot for them to say, this is the word that these people need to hear, and says they couldn't do anything. They had to set them free because you know, those kind of things can happen in your life where you just need a word of wisdom. Have you ever been in a place where you have zero idea of what you're supposed to do? you got a situation facing you and you're like, I've talked to the pastor multiple times. You know, I've asked my friends, the consensus, hey, should I go out with her or should I not? You know, it's like, what do I do? You know, is it her or is it her? What, you know, is it, should I take this job or this job? Should I quit my job? I just, I, I'm, I'm at this spot where I just don't know what to do. Word of wisdom can come through and just can absolutely change that. You know what happened in my life when I was in Venezuela? My very first mission trip, I was 15 years old. Here's another way it can happen. I was uh, 15, and, and while we were there, uh, we met a, a, a young guy. Uh, there was two... My friend and I went on this trip together with about 30 other people, and one of the guys on our team had, had been abused as a child. And uh, now he, he was uh, in, in an alternate lifestyle, and he was hitting on me. And I had never met anyone... Uh, and I thought, you know, hey, I'm, pr- I'm praying for this person. I'm like, hey, how do we help this, this young guy? And, and, but it, it, the table started turning, and it was like he started talking about things, you know, you remind me of my boyfriend back home, and uh, these different thoughts. And I'm 15, I'm thousands of miles away from anything I know, and I don't know what to do. And one night as I'm laying in my hammock, I wake up, and he's rocking my hammock. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I know. So and I'm like, wow, this is, uh, this is a little, this is a little uh, I-, I didn't know what to do. And I was, I, I was like, man, you know what? I, I really, to be honest, there was, a, there was a lot of fear in my life uh, at that point still. And as this was happening, I, I just kind of whatever. We ended up, we ended up uh, my friend and I, you know, we, uh, we slept back to back after that. And we like, we, we told the leadership and we helped, did whatever we could to help this young guy. But there was that, that moment. And then on the way home, my parents picked me up from Florida. And the first thing they said after, they said, hey, we're so glad to see you. My mom's like, Mark, what happened on such and such a date while you were on your trip? And I was like, well, I went to my journal because I knew, but I had to check. Is that the day it happened? I was like, well, um, I, I don't know. Why are you asking, you know? And she said, because God woke me up in the middle of the night to pray for you. And I prayed for you for three hours that, that night. And I, I, I don't know why, but I just knew. And then after I was finished praying, I just knew that things were okay. And I was like, I was like but I want to know what happened? Did something happen? And I told her the story. And I was like, you know what? It's like a word of wisdom where it just said, dropped in her heart hey, pray for Mark. How many times does that not happen in our lives? We're like, pray for someone. You just feel that sense. Do you know what? That's the Holy Spirit, just a word of wisdom saying, hey, pray for them. He may not give you all the details, but there's a part of it to do something there, and it can happen in your life. And you know what? It's amazing. It's amazing how that just this, this working, the uh, benefiting of the body. Uh, the second one's word of knowledge. I'm probably the only one we'll get to today. It's similar to the word of wisdom, but it's a little bit different. It's not knowledge. It's not like God's just going to give you knowledge. Like you're a high school student going, oh sweet, you know, no more studying. You know, this is awesome. I just go to school and like, hey, Holy Spirit, please just give me the answers to this test. You know, I'm going to ace it. Uh, it. It's not like that. It's a word of knowledge. It's something that just happens for a specific uh, uh, portion of time or, uh, or event. Um, I, I, we've had it in our, in our lives where I remember brian there's one there's one of the things that, that happens in his life that uh, uh sometimes he just felt like hey he had a word for for uh for us we had not been able to have children and he came and he, he shared with me, he said there's something in your life that's kind of blocking that but he says it's uh he says, i really believe that in a month from now you'll be pregnant we're like brian we've been trying for like two years you know we'll keep trying no problem but uh you know it's nothing happening right so um uh, we went home and yet that thought in my head this thing of you'll be pregnant in a month was like wow that's uh that's, that's And he meant Beth. But he says this, uh, this thought, like, what do, I, what do I do with that? But as I was thinking about that, God dropped something in my heart saying, hey, for all your life you've said, I don't want children, I don't want children, I don't want children, I never want kids. He says, don't you realize that the words you speak actually grow and bear fruit in your life? He says, and I thought about that. And I was like, you know what? I never, ever put the two together. But it was, this, it was I wouldn't say the, the second that I said, you know, hey, uh, I, I rebuke those words and I say I change those thoughts and I, I, I speak words of life. All of a sudden he says, a month later, Beth is pregnant. Why? Word of knowledge. It's something that there's no way he would have any idea how to know. But it's, it's this thing. And I've had it my, for myself. And some, One of the great things that, that about the word of knowledge is that it's usually not for you. It usually is. And I went on a trip and I was leading a team of people and we were in a prayer meeting and, and uh, Elvis and I just felt God saying, hey, go tell this girl this thing. And it was weird and abstract. It was like, I, I didn't use words like that. It was like, this is odd, God. You're like, seriously, this girl's going to think I'm a crazy man, but he said, no, I want you to tell her this thing, and I was like, I could not get it out of my head, I'm like, I'm not telling her, God, that's just weird, and and he said, I said, how come, it doesn't make any sense, and all of a sudden, it's like, the Holy Spirit says, it's not going to make sense to you, because it's not for you, so go tell her, I was like, okay, you know, all right, and I was like, you know, something, and it was, I I mean, I forget what the words were, Uh, and I was like, I just told her this thing, and all of a sudden, she starts bawling, like instantly, and I was like, what, what's going on, and she said, my sister just sent me a letter from home. This sentence that you put in there, that this thing, is that this is what this means. She says, my sister's going through this stuff. I've been worried, sick about her. And God's saying that she's going to be okay. It's like she, just this peace that came over her life. I was like, whoa, okay, you know, all right then. And I was like, you know, man, pretty, pretty amazing. I could have said, wow, that's pretty amazing. Like, yeah, I'm, I've got this thing going on, you know. I could just go out and say stuff and it's going to do this. But it, was, it wasn't for me. It was for her. And it's, um, it's what Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. We had it happen here. Two weeks ago at our Saturday night service, there was guys out in the parking lot. They had a big truck out there and they had this big anvil, something we don't use a lot. It's where they would hammer out metal on something. They're sitting out in the back of the thing. They're like looking at me. That's, pretty, that's a pretty crazy uh, big anvil, whatever. They came in here. Then the one guy asked for prayer that night, or his wife asked for prayer for him. And we just asked somebody else in the audience just to pray over that person. As, as that guy just began to pray, he says, you know what, I just see a picture of God's just sharpening you like a sword. You just feel, it looks like you're just being beaten Uh, and and shaped on an anvil, and it was like, the guy's eyes are like, what? And I didn't know anything about this till after, but why did God show that person a picture to pray that way? How many of you have prayed anvil prayers? You're like, yeah, you look like an anvil, bless God, you know? We don't, we don't do that every day, but what happened? It was the picture that spoke to the other person, was like, man, you know what? I know, if anything, if there's any shadow of doubt, I know that God is in this place. Peter had words there's so many of these things where it's just a word of knowledge where you know something that there's no way you could have known why has this happened you know peter had it when ananias and sapphira came they tried to give an offering and tell him hey it actually you know we gave you all of the money and peter's like listen i know you just lied to the holy spirit and that man dropped dead it wasn't so that the guy could drop dead but it says after that that people from those towns had such an awe and a fear of god and they said i know that god is at work in this place and it was incredible why Because I believe that we're missing something when we say, hey, I don't want any of that stuff happening in our lives. It's not spooky or weird. It's been for the best, for the growth of the church. And he wants to do it through you. The key is just to say, hey, Holy Spirit, would you fill me? That I desire to be filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, just to walk in the Spirit. And it's as simple of a prayer as that. You don't even have to have all the words right. Saying, God, you know, I'd like to be a better witness. Or, God, I'd like to grow more in, in uh, my walk with you. Or, God, I'd like to understand your word better. Or, God, I would like to know your purpose for my life. Or, God, I want to win this friend at work. Any of those prayers is an open invitation to say, Holy Spirit, come fill my life. I think I closed it where it started this morning. You can live life. We talked about it last week with the river that you say, hey, you can walk into your ankle-deep and say, oh, you know, this is kind of cool. Or you can realize that swimming and just surfing out in the waves is where all the excitement is. I can tell you that if you say, hey, Holy Spirit, I welcome you to fill my life, you'll experience incredible things, absolutely incredible things that, that will change lives around you. There's people who need Jesus. They need those, that thing, and they'll see his reality through you. The Bible says in the last days there's gonna be people who have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. I don't want to be the ones who just go to church and we look like we got God, but we don't got the power. Because he said, if you'd be, you be filled with the Spirit, he says to keep on being filled with the Spirit, you see that happen in your life. Next week, we'll look at the rest. But uh, I hope today that I can just encourage you, to say, yeah, God, I want that. I want the excitement of what it is to live for you. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, thank you that you live inside of us. And today, I just ask again that you would fill us, that you would fill each one of us Father, I pray that uh, as, they, as each of these uh, people go from this place, the ones who pray, that I pray you give them courage that when the opportunities arise, to just go and speak out the things that they, they feel are, uh, that you're doing, that you're guiding, directing their lives. Maybe they won't see the uh, result until they've done it. But Lord, I pray that you would just, uh, that you would just do that. God, I thank you. Thank you for, for your uh, presence in our lives. May we take that and take you to our world this week, wherever we may find ourselves. Thanks for this uh, time that we have together. Thanks for this amazing family, this group of people you've put together called your own. Pray that you bless them with uh, your joy and your love and peace in their home and their relationships this week as they uh, go out to shine for you. God, I love you. Love you so much. Thank you again for for just the chance we had to, to be together and be a blessing to one another. It's in your name we pray. Amen.